Saturday. We're having such a good Saturday. And it's just begun. I know. Um, today, Blythe and I are recording a double pod. I had some travel coming up at the end of October, and we wanted to get as much Halloween content as possible. So this podcast will be releasing next week, mm-hmm. and then on Halloween, we'll release the other episode that we're recording after this. Um, but today, we're talking about vampires. And vampire teens, specifically. Teen movies about vampires, because that's what our podcast is about. Yeah, teen like, movies. like teen movies. Or Smile, You Love Us. That's the name of our podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome back to uh, Chloe and my dad. And Mike and Molly. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, let's get it started. We're doing three films today. Yep. There are a lot of vampire movies. There's a lot of vampire TV shows. It's a very hot item for... I would say it's like a fetishized genre, sub-genre. Not even sub... Yeah, I guess vampires are like a horror sub-genre. Yeah. Um, there's the Vampire Diaries, which I was found to... It's still on. It's on the CW. It's like a teen... I don't know. But people really like it. Um, there was, like, Beautiful Creatures. There was Vampire Academy. True Blood. True Blood? I never watched it. Uh, I didn't either. My brother did. Um... Hasn't Nikki Reed been on? Is was she on Vampire Diaries? Is I think that's so. that familiar. It's good. I mean, there's it, we had a lot to choose from, but we decided we would focus on the Lost Boys. It's one from each each decade, really, which is good. So Lost Boys came out in 1987. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, a back to back week of a movie becoming a TV show. Yes, and of course Twilight. Twilight the, of 2008, and then just the first one. Yeah. I just realized that there's five movies. For some reason, I only thought there were three. I've probably then only seen the first three. I don't think I've ever... I watched the movie, the first one, all the way through. The other, I've only seen, like, bits and pieces of. I remember my sister was a big Twilight fan, as I was saying, and I remember just being like, can you just tell me what happens? And then, like, I'm not invested, but I'm, like, curious, so could you just give me the TLDR? And she was, like, 15 and was like, you should really read them. But this is what happens. That's, <laughs> so That sounds like every conversation I've ever had about Harry Potter. <laughs> I think um, my sister would rank Harry Potter much, much higher than Twilight, as would we all. That's good. All right. Let me get started with The Lost Boys. So, The Lost Boys takes place in the fictional Santa Carla, but it's actually Santa Cruz, California. Um, there are two brothers who have just moved from Phoenix, Arizona with their mom. Which is a theme. <laughs> Phoenix is a weird theme here. Um, so Michael, played by Jason Patrick, and uh, his younger brother Sam, who's played by Corey Haim. Mm-hmm. And then their mom, Diane Weist, who's really great in this. I mean, Diane Weist is just like a is great... Is Weist or Weist? I thought it was Weist. I'm pretty sure it's Weist. Weist? Yeah, because there's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine joke where, uh... Boyle, Dr. Boyle goes, I've got a Diane Weist infection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe it's Diane Weist. Um, they move in with their grand grandfather um, because their mom is going through a divorce. None of these plot points are important. We find out pretty like casually that Santa Carla is known as the murder capital of the United States, which is... Very odd, and um, I, sh- I-, I should take this back entirely. The movie starts with this, like, 
kind of trippy, kind of scary, very 80s scene on a carousel at this, like, boardwalk. Um, We're introduced to this character who doesn't really have a name, um, and it's Kiefer Sutherland in, like, a long trench coat, and he's just got this gang of people with him, um, and then, like, mischief is afoot, kind of. He's got some weird song playing... Like, You're oh. not talking about the Doors song that then starts the movie. Yeah, that's the one. No, I'm... the People Are Strange. Yeah. No, no, no. So that then it switches over to People Are Strange. What's the, that's playing throughout? People Are Strange is like what happens like when the credits go up, and that's the Doors song. That's like dun 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 dun. Right. I like that one. What's the one where they're like? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Right. Okay. So. um... Michael and Sam are starting to acclimate to the town. They go to the boardwalk where it seems that, like, absolutely everything happens. Sam meets these two brothers, the Frog Brothers, at this arcade, not arcade, like, comic book store. And he impresses them with his comic book knowledge. And then he be, they're like, you have to read this comic book. You have to read this comic book. And he's like, I don't, I don't read sci-fi comic books. And they're like, no, no, you have to read it. It will tell you things that you need to know. Yeah, and it's like the Vampire Chronicles. Right. And they're like, these are like super nerds who are presumably like 13. One of whom is Corey Heim. Corey Heim and Corey Feldman. Sam is Corey Heim. Corey Feldman plays... Edgar Frog. Yeah. Um, and so at the same time, Michael is meeting or like entranced by this very hot um, Jamie Gertz playing this character whose name is Star. Of course. Because of course so it is. So 80s. Because of course. And then um, Mom is meeting Richard Gilmore. <laughs> yes. So Edward Herman plays... The the love interest of Diane Weiss. Yeah. And completely, I will never watch Gilmore Girls the same again. Oh, right, because Blythe hadn't seen this movie. Yes. And I had. Okay. So, the movie goes on, and I I really enjoy The Lost Boys. I think it's a great, campy... Very, that's I perfect. actually think it's, like, pretty well shot for an 80s movie, because we find out that Donald, uh, sorry, Kiefer Sutherland's character, um, David and his gang of, of friends are actually a gang of vampires, and Star is one of them, and Michael gets kind of all wrapped up in them. He becomes a vampire himself, and then Sam is trying to help Michael and make him not a vampire, but also bring down the big bad vampires. It's it sounds really convoluted. It's like a good romp. Like, there's no other way to kind of, like, say that. Not super heavy on the plot. Um, fun little twist at the end with with uh, Max, a.k.a. Richard, Richard Gilmore. Gilmore. Um, and it's great, and it's got really funny, some really funny situational comedy that, like, was the trademark of the Corys. So, like, love seeing that 80s. Um, but ultimately there's some great kind of bloods and guts and like, yeah, I don't really want to soil it because as you can guess, like they take on the vampires, they beat the vampires and everything that kind of happens in between is like, um, the vampires can fly. So it's like a lot of cool aerial shots of like this crazy boardwalk all lit up. Um, and then, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was great. It was directed by Joel Schumacher. And Joel Schumacher also directed St. Elmo's 
St. Elmo's fire a few years prior, which Blythe had pointed out. What was up with? Well, so Sam in his bedroom at his grandpa's house, they just moved in. You know, he's like a 14-year-old, 15-year-old boy. How old yeah. is he supposed to be? So you think, like, he'll have some sports posters, maybe some car posters, maybe, like, a cute girl. He's got a giant Roblo poster on his closet huge. door. Like, like full closet Roblo. And, like, his it's, like, shirt's, like, yeah. buttoned down he's, to the navel. He's wearing these, like, I thought it was, like, I can't, in my mind it was either, like, a weird linen outfit or, like, yeah. a weird sweat yeah. outfit. Yeah. But he's got that kind of, like, 80s wet look going on. Yeah. And then he has something. another poster on the opposite side of the wall of another huge like head of a of a man and I was like okay oh. interesting and it wasn't like I it wasn't like the Jim Morrison poster that's right. in the Lost Boys um layer layer it's just like some I was like interesting what are like what are they trying to say about um Sam or his grandpa's decorating I don't know it was just like a really it definitely took it it made me giggle I'll say that much. oh yeah like, it's a giggle movie yeah that's for sure um the one of the most famous lines from it is Michael, you're a vampire! <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it that loud. As Corey Hahn yeah. is running up the stairs away from his brother. Um, I also just want to give a quick shout out to the family dog in this movie. We don't get a lot of dogs in movies, but in, in teen movies. But in this one, because the dog is like a wolf-like yeah. dog, mm-hmm. he can sense the vampires and he yeah. like he's like a real ally in the final... I do like how all of these, and we'll, t- I can, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I like how all of these films build on vampire lore. Oh, Like, yeah. they all are very good at laying out, like, these are the rules of vampires. Um, some better than others. Some are just kind of like, oh, okay, they have, these vampires can fly. Okay, didn't know that. That's interesting. But they do do a pretty good job of, like, don't invite them in, and don't, you know, yeah. this is what repels them, and this is... You can imagine that if you are watching The Lost Boys for the first time in 1987 in a movie theater, and you're, like, into horror movies, or, like, campy horror movies, that people are, like, cheering when when um, Max is like, you have to invite me in. Like, yeah. Pete, like it's like a very wink-wink yes, kind of movie in yeah. that sense. Um but no, it was so good. It was great. And I, I want to say, I I really liked the soundtrack. And the song I was thinking of in the beginning, I think the People Are Strange song is brilliant. Right, and like I think the, the intro song. is brilliant. But there's like a weird, like, child sing-songy, like, called, it's, it, it, it's like what you first hear. It's like, don't go to sleep. Oh, jeez. Turn on the lights. Okay, well, that's it's enough weird. of that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about Buffy? Yes. Okay. So, Buffy... Um, it's not only one of my favorite, um, teen movies, but it also gave way to one of my favorite teen television shows Mm -hmm. of the same name. Buffy is 1992. They call it a comedy horror, which I think is fair. It's very funny. Very funny. And even funnier on a rewatch, which I was happy to see that it aged, like, very well. I, what did I say when you got here? I said, I think it's aging better. I think it's getting better with age. I agree. And it's about... Buffy Summers, who is, like, this Ca- Southern California Valley girl, very similar to, like, Cher Horowitz and Clueless. Very similar to Cher Has Horowitz. the same, like, group of, like, mean girl, cool girls that she hangs out with. She's the head cheerleader. She's, like, not that serious about school. She's gonna be a buyer. Yeah. <laughs> and she, um, 
is having these weird dreams in like different eras where she's like a princess, she's like a medieval like servant, she's like and she doesn't really know what they're about. And then this weird guy shows up played by Keeper Sutherland's father, Donald Sutherland, and he introduces himself as Merrick and he said, You're the chosen one. And apparently there's this entire lineage of vampire slayers that are all female that all have this mark and their only job is they're destined to be vampire slayers and there's this lead vampire Lothos who they're always trying to kill and Buffy of course is like um hello I can't be a vampire slayer I'm a head cheerleader and I have different priorities she's very busy but lo and behold she's fucking kick ass and is like an amazing martial artist has incredible um reflexes and instincts she surprises herself with her talent she does and she grows a lot throughout the movie and does some amazing just badass vampire slaying Mm -hmm. and in the uh middle of it all she meets pike played by luke perry (sighs) who is great in this he and his friend benny meet are kind of like low lives they're like you know, boozers. and Yeah, like, they're out at high school. Yeah. They're not, they're kind of bumming around teens. town. They're like townies. And they first meet Buffy and her friends, like, at the movies, and they're really annoyed because Buffy and her friends are, like, chatting throughout it. And later, Buffy saves him when he's running away because his friend became a vampire and he's running away and he is almost killed by vampires, but Buffy saves him. And then he's, like... His friend played by David Arquette. Oh, I'm sorry, David Arquette. Who we're going to talk about on a later pod. Also about horror movies. There's a lot of teen synergy in oh, Buffy. Oh, so much. Like, a lot. So, of course, Buffy's friends are like, what's going on with you? And she's like, oh, nothing. I just have this new extracurricular activity I'm involved in. So, you know, she's trying to juggle these two identities she has now. And there's a lot of, like, teen angst involved with that. And I'm not going to spoil too much because I really do recommend you see this movie because it is so great. It's my favorite of the three yeah. vampire films by far. And it might be one of my favorite teen movies we've talked about on the pod. I think mine too, for sure. So I'm not going to spoil what happens, but she definitely comes to a crossroads where she has to choose between, and a lot of stuff happens, like even with her, with her slang, she has some like down moments and has to deal with some tragedies and that. So she kind of leaves her slang duties for a while because she feels like she's not the chosen one and she's not meant to do it and she can't do it alone. And, but it was written by Joss Whedon. He also created the TV show, of course. And you can tell, I read that in the filming and in the production, the uh, production company wanted to change a lot of his writing and a lot of his jokes. And I feel like that's one of the reasons he might have created the TV series because the TV show has such a different tone. I mean, it has the same like female empowerment and high school um, drama sort of wrapped into it. And it's a great TV show, but it's also like super nerdy funny. It's like very wry. Um, the Merrick character is Giles is like a totally different tone. He mm. apparently was very upset that Donald Sutherland didn't enunciate Merrick's lines well enough and like kind of ruined and why it. Why would you cast Donald well, Sutherland? Well, that wasn't his choice apparently. Oh. Uh, so I, I found that to be really interesting because I actually think that the humor and the jokes in this film are perfect and I, I like that it's very different from the TV show. Like, the TV show yeah. works as a TV show because it gets to have those weird inside jokes and because you get to develop the character so much more. Agree. But with this, it, the humor is perfect. And I think it's good that it ended the way it did. And I'm not going to say anything more about Joss Whedon because 
You love him a lot. I love him a lot, and he's super problematic right now. And, yeah. I mean, a lot of people Perhaps are, has but... been forever. I don't know. But. I mean, he gave us a feminist icon, so thank you, Josh, for that. Yeah. Joss. Joss. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. How many times do you think he's done that in his life? Josh. <laughs> it's a Jossa? Uh, okay, lastly, we're going to talk about um, Twilight, which really, it's very different from the other two movies. Tonally, uh, audience-wise, I think probably entirely different. You know, Buffy and Last Boy is really appealed to a, a full teen and adult teen audience. Not like adults who are interested in teen movies audience, whereas Twilight uh, is based on a young adult novel series. It is very much for preteen girls. It's based off of Stephanie Meyer's novels of the same name. Blythe just told me that Stephanie Meyer's is a Mormon, which I didn't know, which I don't know how I didn't know that. Um, and it stars... Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, and like we said, there are five movies that were made after this. It was like a global phenomenon, blah, 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 blah. Basically, Kristen Stewart moves from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Just like Sam. Just like Sam and Michael to Forks, Oregon, um, which looks beautiful, even though it's filmed in, like, wasn't it? It's Forks, it's, Washington. Yeah. Washington. You're yeah. right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. Forks, Washington, but it was filmed in Canada for sure, right? No. It wasn't? No. It was, the first one was for sure filmed in the U.S., and it was filmed over a three-week period. Or, like, principal photography took, like... Oh, that's right, because I read that wherever, whatever town they filmed in became, like, a tourist destination oh, yeah. for, like, families with young girls that were Ooh. like, oh, we gotta go to Seattle, because <laughs> Bridget wants to go. Truly, <laughs> truly kills me. So, I don't really care, to be honest. Yeah, it's a dumb plot. It's a dumb plot. It's basically, like, she's new in school. There's this mysterious family. Robert Pattinson plays this vampire who she falls in love with, even though he's literally completely ignoring her to the point where he stops coming to school because of her. And then he comes back and he's like, hey, sorry about that. How, how are you? Like, let's hang out. And then they fall in love. It's so problematic. Blythe and I talked about it for about an hour this morning about just how, you know, the other teen movies we watch are about, um, we feel like we relate as the teens in the movies. Like, we're able to tap into that. And watching Twilight made me feel 30 years old. Watching a 15-year-old make horrible decisions and just, like, thinking about... Oh, it's so problematic. But yeah, so they fall in love. There's like a love triangle with if not you ever, yet. Well, in I'm the just series saying, in this movie, but this movie still brings like if you've heard of Twilight, you've most likely heard Team Edward or Team Jacob. That I feel like those things are ugh. synonymous. And also, like, let's not have teams when it comes to men. Let's just like have your own autonomy. Be team yourself. Yeah, like. For sure. Ugh, I, I, this movie sucked. Yeah, and it was. Bad. It took me a really long time to rewatch because I just kept like. Well, it's also two hours long. Yeah, it is Buffy the longest and Lost Boys. movie that, uh, by far of, of the three, and it's not it's not tight editing at all. No, there's literally, I want to say three or four extended sequences of Kristen Stewart on Robert Pattinson's back flying through. Yeah. The forest. I also um, told Aaron there's 45 minutes of Kristen Stewart's just lip is just quivering. Like, it's... Yeah. This is bleeding quickly into how we felt about Twilight on Rewatch, so let's yeah. just fully get there. Yeah, let's get, just do it. Let's get in there. Uh, so I was surprised that Aaron didn't know that it was 
uh, heavily influenced by Stephanie Meyer's Mormonism. I am too because I am obsessed with religious. Yeah, because her fanatics. it's supposed to be an entire allegory for like virginity and not giving in to your sexual desires and waiting till marriage <sighs> and it it they kind of hit you over the head with it where they're like Edward's attraction to Bella is that she she's got this blood that he cannot resist and she's like Ugh. a drug to him and he ha- he can't control himself right, around right. her and it's her fault but it's not really her fault it's like this super predatory language is used in it and it just I hate it so, so much. much and I was telling Aaron like yes I I watch this now as a 33 year old thinking oh my god I can never let my child watch no. this because if I had seen this as a teen or like most not a teen but like a preteen like if I had watched this in middle school the way that I watched Romeo and Juliet the Baz Luhrmann Romeo and Juliet in middle school I would be all kinds of fucked up yeah this is not like this this movie has nothing to do with like uh having your own feelings about things or liking people because of any reason other than they're unattainable the thing that I actually was so like so much about the movie frustrated me. But there's that one scene where they're, like, getting it on, and then they stop, and then they're talking, and it's, like, in a montage, so you don't really hear what they're saying. And that was, like, when I was just, like, okay, this would this would have been, like, a really easy moment to just kind of intersperse, like, any sort of conversation and any sort of understanding that, like, even in high school, like, when you are in a relationship... You have to talk about real things. You yeah. can't just constantly be talking about, like, your the drama. Urges. Right, your urges are the drama of, like, why you can't be together. Like, it's just, that really, really frustrated me, that one editing choice. Um, yeah. it, and, you know, it was essentially the equivalent of having a 300-page book talk about all of this shit and then having a sentence at the end of a chapter being like, and then they talked all night. It's like, come on. Yeah. And Why do I have to hear? I'm, there was an extended scene of them playing fucking baseball. Like, <laughs> it was just like, come on, come on. Yeah, I know. You and you see him doing so many action things. Like, you see him playing the piano for her. You see that scene was disgusting. So um, beautiful song. But, um, you know, you don't see her doing anything. No. Even he, like, comes around and, like, she's fixing her car and he just, like, fixes it for her. Right. And... All she does is just persist. And talk and, about how clumsy she is. Right. And talk about how stupid she, she is. She puts herself down in light of his and he, issues. And he just he keeps pointing out. She'll say something super fucked up and be like, that's so weird. You're about to walk into a house full of vampires and you're worried about how you're going to impress them. I was like, yeah, man, that's the problem with this movie. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. constantly putting herself down. And we were also talking about, like... It's also just, like, push away your parents. Like, push away your right. group your, of friends. Your like, peer group is... They, this movie has such a normal, healthy, teen peer group of hers. Again, but they're on the fringes entirely. Yeah, and she feels so isolated from them. And she just keeps isolating herself by being with this guy, which is such a recipe for disaster. Like, you know that one friend in high school so, who pushed everyone right. away for their boyfriend and <coughs> ended up devastated. Sorry about that I'm bark. Alice. She, so she the, can relate. The thing is, is like, this movie is just framed in the wrong way. It presents all of these things that do happen to teens. Like, you know, obviously you're not really dating a vampire, but like, people do date people that isolate themselves <laughs> in high school. Like, things like that. They're gonna, 
Like, people do date vampires. No, they don't. They don't. But my point being, like, it just frames it as this, as the ultimate romance. It frames it as, like, this is true love. This Mm -hmm. is what you have to do to be in true love. And even the other relationships that they show, her mom gives up her whole life to follow this minor league baseball player, which, like, if you are of a, if you are a parent that is old enough to have a kid in high school, so you're either dating someone who's, like, 15 to 20 years younger than you, or someone who's, like, in their 40s and trying to be a minor league baseball player. Yeah, like, what are they, Kevin Costner? Right, me, right, let's not, no, of course not, then, then that would be the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, basically, you know, so the mother gives up her whole life, and then all of the other, like, the Cullen family, like, they've all created this insular world where they talk over and over again, where, like, they can't have outsiders in, it's just them, and... It's so unhealthy to have your life be like that, and to be a teenager and be given that message is just you're not you're not fully baked until you're like twenty five. Like you shouldn't be with you shouldn't be isolating any part of yourself. Period. Let alone all of yourself. And that's what this movie is saying is like the path to true love. That's it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. So we didn't like that one. Didn't like that and, one. And for that reason, in some ways it's a very good teen movie because it is so, like, there's just so much in drama and, like, hormones and, and fights with your parents. And you really did feel for Bella. Like, her mom up and leaves her to go live with her dad, who she hasn't seen in years. Oh. And you, I just, how could she not feel, like, desperate for some kind of attention? And then she meets this, like weird pale dreamboat who's like I'm obsessed with you but I can't be near you that's like so in some ways it's a great teen movie but in because they don't make you feel anything but Bella someone who needs to be saved it's a terrible teen movie it's, it's a terrible yeah. message and I think that you know people people will talk about Twilight forever because of the two stars that it created yes. who are huge, huge stars stars now and have fully removed themselves from this franchise. It's like hard to not talk about them. Of course we're talking about Anna Kendrick and Taylor Lockett. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. I just want to say though, Anna Kendrick is such a breath of fresh air in this. Well, she's, she's the norm. Like if this movie was from her perspective, yes. she'd be like, I'm very worried about my friends. Exactly. Um, it'd be like her at the dinner table with her family being like, what do I do about my friend who I think is in an abusive relationship? They go shopping for prom dresses and Kristen Stewart's like, um, yeah, they're all fine, whatever. I just really need to go to this bookstore. And they're like, okay, cool, go to the bookstore. And then they never hear from her again because Robert Pattinson saves her from like a group of drunk college guys. And then they're like, um, so we were calling your cell phone and we didn't hear from you, so... Um, we just went to dinner without you. I'd be like, they're in a city they don't even know. Right. I was like, this is this is bad. Like, from Anna Kendrick's perspective, they are freaking out at the restaurant, being like, Bella won't pick up her phone. Do we, we call are, the police? Do we call we her dad? Her dad so is the police. Screwed. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think Robert Pattinson. You know, I didn't find him attractive when I was eighteen watching this movie, and I don't necessarily find Robert Pat like he's not my cup of hunky male, um, and. I think that even that said, it's really hard to not find him as compelling as he needs to be in this movie. Like, he is 
he does have such a screen presence. He can carry this horrible movie. And it, it makes sense why he was able to, like, make this book series that was successful, a successful, te- like, movie franchise, and why teenage girls had his poster in their rooms. Like, I totally get that. And people also love Kristen Stewart. She's, like, very much a lesbian icon now and makes oh, really kind of... She makes, like, either super art house choices or kind of, like... Like, she's in the new Charlie's Angels movie. Like, she's just a fun person she on screen is. now. And it doesn't show in this movie at all. No. Like, she is well, she so, was also so, so young, young in know. this movie. I know. I keep forgetting that. Because, yeah. She's my age. So she was, like, 17 when she made this. Chloe also pointed out to me that there's a... a Someone on the Great British Baking Show this season who looks exactly like Kristen Stewart, oh, who's no a man. Way. It's very oh, funny. No. <laughs> he does. He's like a dead ringer. Um, so how do, you had never seen Lost Boys. I'd never seen Lost Boys, and I I loved loved the opening. It like really set the tone. It was so fun. It was like a just I watched it like you're, a, you're all in when you when it starts. Yes. Like you, you're yeah. like a buckled in type of a For thing. sure. You know, that's how this isn't a make Matt sound like much more of a cinephile than he is, but um, we both love The Shining. Who doesn't love The Shining? And um, and so The Shining is a very long movie. It's like almost three hours. And when you're watching it, when you're watching anything at home, like time, you can feel time. But when we left The Shining to, after seeing it in theaters for like I don't know the hundredth time seeing it, Matt was like, you know, when that movie starts. You're really buckled in. Oh, yeah. Like, time kind of goes away. And it's the same type of aerial shot that comes in. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, Lost Boys is like, okay, where are they taking me? I am with them. And it's ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. It's a campy, campy And it wouldn't work if it was three hours. But the fact that it's, like, a good, like, hour and a half, 90 Yeah, it's, like, a 90. It might um, be a little less, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. And it it just sets the tone so perfectly... The town is so wacky. You're just... I yeah. loved, like, the the Corys. You know, this is the first movie they did together. That They had, like, the best chemistry. The of, best chemistry. Yeah. And it's almost like there's, like, two movies happening. Totally. Until Definitely. they converge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so... And it, it's just, like... It's fun. It's really fun. Um, it's so 80s. It's so 80s. I can't... We have some friends who are really into 80s movies, and I've never really heard their opinions on this, and I would love I would to love... I agree, because it, I, the first thing I said when I started watching, I was like, this is so 80s. The concert with the guy I shirtless, know. oiled up, playing saxophone. Amazing. <laughs> so Amazing. Good. He's got, like, like the uh, the long, curly hair and a yes, ponytail. Yes, he looks like a WWE yes. character. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's um, so good. The soundtrack is ridiculous. It's so 80s. It's so good. There's also an appropriate amount of montages in this. Yeah. So, like, at the end when they're, like, getting all of their supplies together to, like, banish the vampires. Like, when they're in the... It's, like, the Frog Brothers and Sam are in the church getting the holy water. Like, that's just, like, these, like, little funny, goofy things. And, again, like, good setup of what are the rules in this this ridiculous universe. Yeah. Which is something Twilight does not do at all, which is another reason I was annoyed. It's, like... Well, our skin glows like diamonds when we're in the sun. You're so beautiful. It's like, no, you're a vampire. Yeah. And um, also, you look ridiculous. Yes. Oh, my God. The CGI You look in like J-Lo in, a, in her, like, <laughs> I'm waiting till tonight music video <laughs> in your, like, diamond-crusted suit. You look ridiculous. Um, and then they were like, well, some vamp, like, he's like, I can read mine, but I can't read yours. Um, no, but, and, but then they're like, 
And some vampires can see the future, but not really. Well, and Yeah, like, that's Twilight. They have these weird rules that, like, each of them has a special power, which is, like, weird. But in Lost Boys, I think the really cool thing that they did to set up, like, that scene where they're on the bridge. Lost Boys does a lot of showing over telling. Agreed. Which is, just, it's just so much more fun as a yes. viewer to be shown, like, oh, these vampires can fly. Like, all these things that we've seen flying, mm-hmm. it's David and his friends. Yeah. Like, um... Yeah, I think that Lost Boys is, like, just a great little package of yeah. a movie. And I th- I'd i be hard-pressed to find someone who didn't enjoy watching it. And it does feel like Buffy took a lot of elements from Lost Boys. Like, you have, like, the same creepy carousel. You have, yep. like, the same... Um, well, there's that carnival. That, it's, yeah. like, that kind of, like... Spooky carnival. Then we move on to Buffy, which was just, like... So much fun to rewatch, and it's such a good teen movie. Yeah, so I hadn't seen Buffy in a long time. I had seen it as a teenager because my mom was like, I think you probably like Buffy. And so Buffy probably came out when my mom was like my age. And I can just, and yeah, so rewatching it, I was just like, man, this is the perfect movie for a teenage girl. Like, it's so good. And it ended, and I was just like, yes. Like, and I also think, um, you know, Luke Perry is like, a, a cultural icon in a lot of ways in and of himself. And so the conversations that Buffy has with Luke Perry just have like a different layer because it's Luke Perry. You know what I mean? So it's like this bad boy with a heart of gold yeah. who's actually a softy and like very understanding. And, and he's like, um, woke. Like he is very woke. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, you don't need my help, but here's all these things that I made for you so that you can kick ass on your own. Like yeah. he's just, He's and the it, perfect vampire boyfriend, or vampire slayer yes. boyfriend. And at one point, he, he's talking to his friend Benny, who's like a total, I don't know how, like, he's a sleazebag. And Benny's like, those girls were so stuck up, I, I want to kill them. But he's like, well, you just said you wanted to sleep with them. He's like, I wanted you both. And he's like, that's so messed up, man. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, and then he's the one that's kind of, like, got the wherewithal to be like weird stuff is happening in this town yeah, I, I gotta, gotta get, get out of here, here. like yeah. haven't you guys been paying attention he's actually a very classic um horror movie character that you wish there were more like you wish there were more of the sensible like right guys what are we doing right now we gotta get out right. of here well, usually the sensible person either is the first to get killed or actually leaves yeah and then never like um Elroy Howard's role in Get Out, where he's like, I told you, like, he comes yeah, back, exactly. and he's like, I, I told say, you. It's almost always a person of color. Yeah. Like, that's often the role they play, yeah. especially in these earlier horror movies when we didn't have as much There's no diversity in any of these no, movies, No, 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 though, yes. That should, which is yeah. an interesting, just, like, avoidance of that trope yeah. entirely. That's There's, true. Like, these are going to be very white movies. Yeah. And the other thing that I think was really fun about Buffy is that she doesn't ever lose her identity as, like, a teen. Like, she's still, like, I very much still enjoy my gymnastics and hanging out with my girlfriends. And, like, you know, I don't... She doesn't, like, lose herself. She's still affected by things, too. Like, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable to people that you trust and care about. And so the fact that she is vocally able to do that to Pike at the end of the movie, like, is great. And, like, such a good... Like, you don't... You can be tough and strong and take care of business. And you can be scared about things too and you can let people in and I think that that Buffy does that so well I saw this movie in theaters oh my god my cousin Ursula who's so you were like six six. 
was babysitting us. We were visiting my family lives in Colorado, and she was in Was charge. Kai with you, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my brother and I, and my cousin, I can't, she's a bit older than me. I think she, I think she was, like, 10 years older than me. I think she's 10 years older okay. than me. So she was, like, 16. 16. And she was like, yeah, let's go to the, we'll go to the movies. Like, clearly she wanted to see this movie. So I was terrified. Like, oh, it's yeah. so scary as a six-year-old, yeah. but rewatching it's, like, not scary at all. The vampires are, like, hilarious. Well, I said... The vampires, the guy with the long hair, whose name I can't remember, he reminded me of, like, an off-brand uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Like, if this movie were to be remade now, it was like, Lin-Manuel Miranda would be in that role, and he would just be, like, more dancey yeah. about it. right. And then the guy who plays... This is also a musical. Yeah, he'd be like, I'm the vampire that tab dances. <laughs> and we would all be like, yes, yes you are. <laughs> Amen. Um... And then the other vampire, like, the head vampire has an Anthony Hopkins quality to him. Um, oh. Yeah. And so... Also, Paul Rubens is in this Who's Paul Rubens? Pee-wee? Who is he? He's one of the vampires. Oh, my God. I miss that entirely. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, ben Affleck is in this yes. movie. Very briefly. Yeah. There's a few, like, um, teen movie, like, well, there's like, one of the guys from Days and Confused is in this movie. Oh. Um, he plays basically the same character. Um, there's a lot of... Hilary Swank is a Hilary Swank is one of the mean girls. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I should also note that I didn't know this at the time. I thought Luke Perry hadn't done 90210 yet. Yeah. But apparently they had to film this around his 90210 schedule. So either he was just started doing... I think probably just started. So we... Speaking of Luke Perry, who uh, tragically died recently... Yeah, it really bumps... Um, I mean, it bumps out a lot of people. He was a good guy. He, we have the Peter Fascinelli Award because of Twilight, because right. he was the star of a teen movie and then became the dad in a teen movie. And Luke Perry kind of has the same, should get the same award because he was a teen heartthrob and then ended up playing the father of a teen heartthrob in Riverdale. Yeah, so I think the difference between the Peter Fascinelli Award and what Luke Perry is doing in this is mm. that the Peter Fascinelli Award is more for people who are like, uh, journeyman t- in the teen movie sphere, oh, you know what I mean? Okay. In my okay. mind. It's okay. like, they've really never left the teen movie mm-hmm. universe. Whereas Luke Perry goes from, while he while he didn't really leave, we have a lot more, like, he has characters that are, like, a lot more emotionally grounded, and, like, we like those characters, whereas this is, like, the Peter Fassinelli Award is kind of like a, what are you doing with your life award? Oh, I didn't know that, Okay. Uh, if anyone listens to the rewatchables, the uh, oh. the Peter Fascinelli Award is like the Dion Waiters Award. I'm not sure I understand what it is. <laughs> you said this before. So the last Looking thing I'll say here. about Buffy is that it's very funny. The jokes are even funnier now. I think that there's a there's a lot of lingo that's lifted from this movie, similar to like how I thought that Can't Find Me Love had a lot of '80s lingo yes. that I didn't know where the origin yeah. was. Buffy was a lot of like yeah. And there is one line that I thought that, like, really cracked me up. It's, um, Chrissy Swanson, Buffy, is, like, kissing her boyfriend in the convertible, and his his best friend is, like, in the passenger seat, and he's like, dude, I don't want to sound sexist, but can I borrow her? Yeah. It's, like, so funny, because obviously, like, that's the most sexist thing that you could say about someone, and his response is, no, you're gonna get her dirty. It's like, oh my god, these people are terrible. I mean, she... Clearly ditches all of them. She ditches all of them. And 
save some of them from vampires. And it's like, it's a very empowering movie, but that just cracked me up because I was like, this is, that line would be so misread today as like, you know what I mean? It was just. It's the same thing with like how Heather's had a lot of stuff that is funny because it's put in this kind of like campy. Yes. Well, I think, and I think the thing with Buffy that when I'm, when I say it's aging better. Yeah. Is because there's so much of it that's like really overtly 80s. And so it's become this like period piece in yeah. a way. So it's like, oh, the story is transferable, but it belongs so firmly to an era that it doesn't need to be modernized because you're like, oh, this is it's like Little Women doesn't need to be put in modern era. You're you right. can take that yeah. story yeah. and relate to it, and it right. but it makes sense in this era. But also, I'm sorry, I just compared. No, I'm not sorry. No, I compared sorry. Little Women to Buffy. Not. Joe March and Buffy go hand in hand. I agree. But also, what's crazy about Buffy is that... This is where we lost listeners. (laughs) People are like, oh, these crazy people. Mike and Molly love little women, (laughs) if I know anything about them. Um, No, but here's the thing about Buffy is that it is... It feels modern today. Yeah. Like, they're... It's it's a little sad. I mean, it's it's sad how, how not far we've come. Like, they're talking about the same environmental issues we're talking about now. They're talking about the same, like, sexual, um, misogynistic issue. Like, the reason that joke is funny is because nothing's changed. Right. Like, you could hear a guy today being like, dude, I don't want to sound sexist, but, like, your but, girlfriend's but really I, hot. But I said I, I don't want to sound sexist, so... But I said I don't want to sound sexist, yeah. so it's fine. Um, she looks like a fucking visco girl. She's got her scrunchies and her, like, water bottle and... I thought she was... I think she is so beautiful. She is crazy beautiful and, like, supernatural looking and, like, athletic looking. Yeah. Like, she's not, like, this wafy... Not to compare... She's got a great body. Like, she's got... But she's, like, a strong girl. Yeah, and that's what... I mean, you have to be to be a vampire slayer. Absolutely. But she has, like, a... I don't know. She's not... She has presence. Like, she takes oh, yeah. up room. Like, she's not, like, this wayfish, like... No. I don't want to get in the way. She's not a Bella Swan. Yeah. Who's li- whose leg is literally broken at the end of the movie because she can't walk because she's lame and can't, like, function properly. Anyway. Long Also, Buffy. another fucked up thing about Twilight is, like, <laughs> the fact that she's lying to people about why she's injured and she's like, oh, I just fell down a flight of stairs. It's like, oh, let's just... Let's right. just lay into, like, abuse victims yeah. here, too. Like, this is great. This is super, super healthy. Yeah. Ugh. All right, let's get into our awards before we have a meltdown over how much we hated Twilight. Twilight sucked. Um, I'd say the least true to teen life moment is becoming or worrying about vampires. Yes. I think we can yes. put that one yeah. to rest. Yeah. Um, the most true teen life moment I said um, was this one line in Buffy where, and I, I mean, there were some other true to teen life moments in uh, Buffy, I would say. None in any of the other ones. <laughs> except for what we just said about Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, she's my most true life teen life. Um, when the vampires show up to the senior dance at the end. Also, there's that one line where they're like, this is our last chance to be seniors. Except for, and yeah. then they rattle off all these things. Like, that's, if that's not indicative of being 17 to 19 totally. years old, like, yeah. that's it. But the vampires, like, come through the windows at the dance. And this one guy is like... Is somebody joking? And it's like, when you're a teenager and bad things happen or anything, like, weird happens, you're like, who's pranking us? Yeah. And it's like, no, this is actual vampires. Um, so I love that. Then we have the Get Out of My Room Award for Best Expression of Teen Angst. 
Um, I, I mean, unfortunately, I think it goes to Bella because she's just so angsty throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't find. We talked a little bit like Buffy's coming to terms with her fate and like her responsibility gets very angsty, but it's not like I guess it is teen angst. Yeah, yeah. I would also say when Sam runs up the stairs backwards away from his brother oh, and yells, <laughs> "You're a vampire, Michael!" Um, yeah, it's great. And Lost then Boy's calls great. and then calls his mom in a panic. Yeah. yeah, that is the calling your mother in a panic on a landline felt like a real yeah. true to teen life true moment. Teen. Mom, I need you to come home right now because I think I saw something outside. And my mom would be like, "Just make sure the garage door is closed. We'll see you in an hour. Bye." Uh, superlatives. So, best vampire, worst vampire. Okay, my best vampire is Lothos. I thought he was great. He had gravitas. Okay. He had, he's a man of history and substance, and he's super freaky deaky, but, uh, you know, also scary. He's a scary man. He was scary. Um, my best vampire was, uh, David. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. His mind tricks, his vibe. Yeah. His fangs and eyes at yes. the end. That That's the thing is that the vampires in Twilight are made to look, like, attractive-ish. And then the vampires in... Lost uh, Boys and Buffy kind of... They look they, similar. They do look yeah. similar. But I just, like... You kind of want to remember that they're vampires. Like, it's, like, good to see yeah. that horror aspect of it. And Kiefer Sutherland's makeup is just, like... Really good. Great. And, yeah. And when... Campy and great. Yeah. He... And my worst vampire... It's got to be Edward. I mean, he sucks. Yeah, he He's sucks. not a fun vampire. No. Or, a, or a scary vampire. He just moves really fast. Like, when he opens, he's like... I know, when he runs around, ugh. Taking her home, and then he, like, does his speed, like, crazy speed run to just open her door. I was like, well, that's a waste of your power. Like, just it's walk also away, a waste dude. of, like, post-production budget. Yeah. And, like, so aren't you trying stupid. to keep it a secret that you're a vampire? You're just, like, running around, like... But they're at home, so they can be whatever they want to be. Oh, stupid. so dumb. That's your worst vampire? Yeah. My worst, fa- yeah, I agree. I, I think the whole Cullen family, save for Carlisle, is pretty bad. Do you have any intention of watching the Buffy TV show? I mean, no, but I'm also like vaguely familiar with it. Like, I'm not blind to it, but I've got so much other TV to watch. That's fair. I will say that there is a point where Buffy falls in love with a vampire. No, I know that. I haven't oh. been living under a rock. Well, I'm know. aware of, like, all the important, like, things. Oh, so you know his name? Spike? No. Angel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's Spike, then? Well, Spike is another vampire that is, like... Don't a, they fall in love? They kind of have a thing. Yeah, okay. But so, I'm just excuse saying, me. Angel and Buffy have kind of a similar Bella Edward thing, where Angel What's the like, actor's name again? David Boreanaz. Yeah. People, yeah. like, still love him so oh, yeah. deeply. It's insane. Oh, yeah. He's, like, he's on network television, man. He's yeah. got a solid following. Him and, uh, what's the other guy? Nathan Fillion. No, they look different. People like David Boreanaz. David is, he's the one who's on Bones. Right? Yeah. Okay. I was. Yeah, I know people. I am obsessed with Nathan Fillion. Really? Uh, My yeah. mom was obsessed with Nathan Fillion. That's sad for me. <laughs> that I have the same, same taste. As... I don't know about that. I don't know if that's sad. So I'm just like. Or maybe, yeah. I don't know. I, there's the, the new season of Big Mouth uh, yeah. just came out, and one of the one of the, the characters in that, Missy, is obsessed with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> so maybe he just appeals to women of all ages. I do think he has maybe an appeal. Maybe he's timeless. I, it still doesn't make me want to watch that show, The Rookie. I actually think it got canceled. I think it also got canceled. Anyway, we've gotten way off topic. Uh, best style. 
Oh, I think it's got to be Buffy Summers or um, Kiefer Sutherland. Or Star. Oh, Star was pretty pretty sexy. Yeah. She had, like, major Sloan Peterson vibes. Oh, she really did. She was just in it for so, like, I know. she was like a sex, time. Yeah. sex toy. I just really like Buffy's 80s athleisure. She just, like... You channel that vibe a lot. I try. I try. Um, and the best vampire special effects... I think it's Lost Boys. I think it's Lost Boys, too. I think they do the most with the least. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It, it seems like it was drone shots before drone shots totally. were a thing. And Twilight, you just feel like, oh, God, this is a bloated production, and they don't use special effects well at all. Yeah. I actually don't think it was a bloated production. I think they made it pretty quickly. Right. Um, but I just think that, I think it got bloated, but I think it was, like, they had weird... It got shot... It, it was, like, kind of a hot mess of a yeah. production. There is a problem with a lot of movies from that time where they had... Special effects were just becoming really good. And people were getting, like, really show off. Yeah, and, pe- and now... It's honestly a marvel that more of the Harry Potter movies don't look shitty. Right. I agree. Um, but because it could they could have. For that were, reason. Right, right. Yeah. But they were like, look what we can do! And it's like, well, that technology has so much farther to come. Yeah. And, and also, you don't have to do that to make it look like you're doing that. Anyways, so, we've now had some glasses of wine. <laughs> it's time to play. Some, you know, some weeks, this game is way less fun. Yeah. But today, playing Fuck, Mary Kill, I've been looking forward to this... All day. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. So, I actually have for you, because I know you ask this sometimes, are we going with the character mm. or the actor? Ooh, good to know. We're going actor Ooh. when the movie came out. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so excited. We're going Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Jason, Jason, Jason Patrick. Okay. That is his name, right? Yeah. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. And... Luke Perry. Oh, but my like God. in in nineteen eighty seven and in nineteen yes. and nineteen ninety nine. Um, this is hard. I know this is really I hard. Know. I wish I knew a little bit more about my answer. I I have answers. Oh, good. Okay, because I'm gonna give you the same one. Oh, great. Yeah. So I'm gonna marry Luke Perry. I just I same. think that I know I know of his work. Um, I know what he. I think we'd have like a nice like horse ranch and like. You know, oh, LA yeah. and things like that. I just think he has a un- a really sexy and unique voice. Yeah. And I would just be like, when he walks into Read the- me the Chinese takeout menu, Luke. When he walks into the school dance and gets a glow up, it's yeah. like, it's, it's, oh, Luke Perry it's is hot. here. It's He's hot. here. He's, yes. Um, I would um, have sex with Jason Patrick and um, I would kill Kiefer Sutherland. Other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think Kiefer Sutherland would be, like, a great, like, long weekend thrill. Mm. And then you'd be like, you do a lot of drugs, and I want to move on with my life. See you later. There you go. See, that I was like, I know what what he becomes for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of his, some of his issues. Yeah. And then also, like, I can't But, cannot... like, if, if I'm living in 1987... Do you want to do that? You're sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I support that. I also still found him, like, very attractive with this mullet in this. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. I but I'm attractive in 24. Like, oh I, no, Kiefer Sutherland is like a magnetic. Yeah, yeah. He's got. He's got. In a weird way, he also has the what they say is the key to stardom is women want to date you and men don't hate you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to rhyme. 
like, you know, that's what they said. <laughs> they didn't seem like that was like a regular thing. No, no, no. They say women want to date you, and men's own hate you. Well, no, they say that like for someone to be like when you look at um, they were talking about this on the rewatchables yes. with Robert Redford sure. specifically, and how it's like women love him, but yeah. men aren't threatened by him. It's yeah. like why um, women love. And hate, like, why they have theories on why certain, like, people don't like Scarlett Johansson. And it's like, mm. oh, women are threatened by her. And I it's see. like, things like that. Yes. I'm trying to think of who a female is that, like... Anna Kendrick. No, I don't think no? men are that into Anna Kendrick. Really? Um, I think it's like 50-50. Thomas Borstein would disagree with you. I think it's a 50-50 slip. I'm trying to, there's like someone who I'm like trying to think, oh, like Charlize Theron, like that's a great one. Like, women think she's cool and great. And, and gorgeous. Yeah, women yeah, yeah, are yeah. like, she's so beautiful, but like... She's like never gonna steal my boyfriend, right? Or like, I mean, she does. She does commercials for Budweiser. Like, she's just, you know what I mean. So it's like walking that line, and I think Keith, Kiefer Sutherland does that, but he's not necessarily like. Like, if you met him and he was like your friend's husband, you'd be like, yeah, he's handsome. Sure. But on a celebrity level, he's pretty normal looking. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all in on Kiefer. No, uh, you just said that you would kill him. I know. I'm I'm because of I cannot be. Involved with a man who had a drug addiction in the 80s. Sure. That's just my... <laughs> Aaron gave me this look like, you fucking square. Like, live a little. In our hypothetical game on our podcast that 12 people listen to, yeah, live a little. <laughs> to be fair, I have no idea what Jason Patrick did in the 80s. He could have been like, I think he was just as bad. Okay, probably. Um, it was the 80s. Wasn't everyone doing something? Yeah. So, should there be remakes of these films? I believe there was going to be a Buffy remake. I think you're right. There's also a CW Lost Boys TV series in the oh. works. It was, like, in the works, and then it got squashed with, like, all the streaming wars, and then the, whoever had the rights, like, released the rights. There's been some whole saga. There's, like, a long... Whatever happens, it will be... I know it will be very different because there is just no way that they could capture the tone of either of those movies no. because they were so of a time. Yeah. And so I'm fine with that. Like, take take the creative kernels of it and turn it into whatever you want. That's fine. I feel like, again, vampires are a timeless trope. They're going to be remade and reused. Just please do not make remake Twilight. God, that thing. Yeah, let's not make any weird. new IP that has women... In the position that Bella Thorne is in. I would Let's agree. Just, 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 like, cut that out. Yeah. Cool. Um, so Blythe and I are now going to stop recording. You're welcome. We're, <laughs> we're going to take a quick walk. Yeah. And then we're going to watch two movies and do an immediate reaction podcast. Two, two iconic teen movies I have never seen. That are in the horror genre. In the horror genre. Scream. And I know what you did last summer. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm more excited. I'm more excited to watch Aaron watch these movies. We're going to get some spooky cocktails. We've already had some, some spooky We're going to be spookier. Yeah. We're going to be way spookier. And we'll see you um, all soon. Bye. Bye.